I'm going to ask you to take your Bibles, if you would, and turn with us over to the book of 1 Peter. 1 Peter 1, verse number 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed at the last time. I'd like to talk to you about heaven. A lot in the Word of God about heaven. I don't think that I have to try to convince you that there's a heaven. And I would imagine that we're all longing to go there someday. Every last one of us. The thought of being in a better place with the saints of God, to live there when our time on earth has ended, has cheered the hearts of the people of God for thousands of years. Simon Peter had a little insight into this inheritance that waits every child of God. And I believe that's what inspired him to write there in 1 Peter, the third chapter, verses 1 through 5. I believe that Simon Peter caught a glimpse and he said, it's worth it. It's worth the total change in my life. It's worth the hardships I've endured. It's worth more than my very life. And that's what I want to talk to you about. Heaven will surely be worth it all. Amen. Paul described an amazing experience that he had when he was caught up into the third heaven or the very realm of God. And Paul was carried away. And we read about it in the book of 2 Corinthians 12, verses 1 through 10. He said, It's not expedient for me, doubtless, to glory. I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. I knew a man in Christ above 14 years ago, whether in the body I cannot tell, or whether out of the body I cannot tell. God knoweth such a one caught up to the third heaven. And I knew such a man, whether in body or out of the body, I cannot tell, God knoweth. How that he was caught up in paradise and heard unspeakable words, which is not lawful for a man to utter. Of such a one will I glory, yet of myself I will not glory, but in mine infirmities. For thought I would desire to glory, I shall not be a fool, for I will say the truth. But now I will forbear, lest any man should think of me above that which he seeth me to be, or that he heareth of me. And lest I should be exalted above measure, through the abundance of the revelation there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure 
and mine infirmities and reproaches, necessities and persecutions and distress. For Christ's sake, for when I'm weak, then am I strong. That one vision of heaven was enough to strengthen Paul as he faced many trials that came his way. And they came his way. I don't know of anybody, any of us that's faced anything compared to what Paul faced in 2 Corinthians 11 chapter, beginning in verse number 22. He said, are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they the seed of Abraham? So am I. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more. And labors more abundant. And stripes above measure. And prison more frequent. And death often. Of the Jews five times received I forty stripes save one. Thrice I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Thrice I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I have been in the deep. In journeys often. In perils of water. In perils of robbers. In perils by mine own countrymen. In perils by the heathen. In perils in the city. In perils in the wilderness. In perils in the sea. In perils among false brethren. In weariness and painfulness. And watchings often in hunger and thirst. And fastings often in cold and nakedness. Besides those things that are without. That which cometh upon me daily the care of all the churches. Who is weak? I am not weak. Who is offended? And I burn not. If I must needs glory, I will glory of the things which concern my infirmities. The God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is blessed forevermore, knoweth that I lie not. In Damascus, he speaks of the governor there, how he was desirous to apprehend him. But I read all that to say this. Paul felt like that heaven's going to be worth all of this. Amen. It's going to be worth it all if we'll stay true and stay faithful. In other words, Paul was saying, heaven's worth all the pain that's come my way and will come my way in the future. It's worth the hatred that people's had against me. It's worth the persecution. It's worth the sorrow. It's worth the attacks. Amen. He said, I've got a picture of what heaven's going to be like, and it's going to be worth it all. Now, the fact of the matter is, we don't have a whole lot of information about heaven. The Bible gives us just enough information in the Word of God to whet our appetites, so we'll be sure not to miss it. The odd part is this. While we do not know a whole lot about heaven, there's a desire within every child of God to go there. That's an amazing thing. We don't know that much about it, but down deep in our hearts, there's a longing to go there one day. We come to faith in Jesus. Thank God he changes our lives. He makes brand new people out of us. The Bible calls it new creatures. And immediately the battle begins. We fight battles with the flesh. We fight battles with the world. 
we fight battles with the devil. And it's a continuous warfare, the Bible says, that the flesh lusteth against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are the contrary, the one to the other, so you cannot do the things that you would. And we win battles. Sometimes we lose battles, but we never stop heading towards heaven. When the Lord saved us, he placed within our hearts that desire to come and be with him someday. So we walk and we fight and we rejoice, we suffer, we win, we lose, we stumble, we might even fall, but we get up and we go on again. All because like those giant saints, the apostle Paul and Peter, those in the New Testament, those in the Old Testaments, have caught a glimpse of that place we've never seen and we wanna go there one of these days when life is over. Amen, I certainly wanna go there someday, don't you? It's been worth it. Amen, I've had some hard places in my life. I've had some difficulties, but heaven's gonna be worth it. I hope to meet all of you there. Friend, there's not a person that I know or know of that I wouldn't wanna meet there. I've got a few enemies. They don't care too much for me, but I hope to see them there. Amen. I hope to see you there. Even some of you that's not on your way as of yet. I want to see you get right with God. I want to see you there. Amen. I want us to look at them familiar words for a little while. Let's think about that subject. Heaven will surely be worth it all. Amen. The Apostle Paul coming close to that time of his death. He tells us in Philippians 1 and verse number 21, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. But if I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labor. Yet what I shall choose, I wot not. For I'm in a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. Someone said, I'm enjoying this life. I am too. Amen, but no matter how well you have it, how good things are going for you in this life, if you're a Christian, friend, heaven's gonna be far better, better than we can even imagine. And Paul said, it's far better to depart from this this life and go be with Jesus Christ. Amen, somebody said, well, wonder why I said that. Friend, it's better never to have to suffer again. It's better never to be tempted again. It's better never to be disappointed another time in your life. It's better never to have another hardship. Imagine a place, amen, where there's room for all of God's people. And you know what I like about heaven? There's no ghettos there. There's no mean streets. We talk about the wrong side of town. There's no wrong side of town. Imagine a place of absolute beauty, sinless perfection. If you can imagine that, then you can have a little glimpse of what heaven's gonna be like. Nothing, my friend, terrible, nothing to disappoint us 
when we get over to the other side. Amen. The city that gleams with the brilliance and the glory of God, I believe will be a glorious place to behold. It's a safe place. None of the many afflictions of earth can touch us in glory. Amen. I was thinking on heaven. And I was thinking, is there anything in comparison with heaven and hell? And I started going down the list of things in my mind. And I can only find one comparison that heaven and hell will be alike and they both last forever. Heaven will last forever. Not for a thousand years, but throughout eternity. I've decided, friend, there's nothing worth missing heaven for. There's no pleasure that the devil can offer us. There's absolutely nothing. Whatever is hindering you from becoming a child of God, whatever sin might be gripping your heart, whatever's got a hold of you, I can promise you, friend, even if there's not a hell, there's nothing in this world worth missing heaven over. No one will die. They will never see a hearse over there. And there'll be no graveyard and there'll be no hospitals. No hearts will break. No one's going to weep. No one will hurt. No one will have to work and strive just to make it through. Amen. Every saint of God will enjoy the perfections of the place that God has prepared for us. Amen. Along the awesome presence of our Savior and our Heavenly Father. All this, I tell you, is enough to make me want to go. Amen. Consider this place, the population of heaven. God will be there. Jesus will be there. The one that took our place and died for us, gave his last drop of blood. Amen. The one that reached way below the bottom and picked us up. I want to see him, don't you? Amen. I tell you, a lot of people's talking about the mansions and the cold and the walls of Jasper and all that. Man, that don't mean nothing to me. That, that don't excite me. None of those. None of those things excite me. I, I want to see Jesus. I want to see the one that uh, gave me hope when I didn't have any hope. And the one that lifted me up out of that horrible pit and set my feet on a solid rock. I want to see the one that's been a friend to me. He's been a friend. He, he stuck closer than a brother. And I want to see him. Amen. Job said, in the 19th chapter in verse 25, I know that my Redeemer liveth and that he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. And though after my skin worms destroy this body, yet in my flesh I shall see God, whom I shall see for myself. Mine eyes shall behold and not another, though my reins be consumed within me. It is our hope as Christians, amen, that we will see our blessed Lord. And First John put it like this in the third chapter and verse number two, beloved, now are we the sons of God and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. 
for we shall see him as he is. Heaven is real. It's not a fairy tale. It's real. I intend to go there by the grace of God. Amen. There's a lot of things and there's a lot of reasons. I've made up my mind. I'm going through with this thing by the grace of God. I've gone too far to turn back now. Amen. If you've been saved a week, if you've been saved a day, you've gone too far to turn back now. Let's go ahead and let's finish the race. Let's go ahead, even if we have to endure some things, let's go ahead and endure them, saints of God, because it's going to be worth it. Because there's been many trials I've had since I've started on this way. There's been times it seemed no hope was inside. There's been times that the valley seemed so long, dark, and cold. But my Lord has been with me each step of the way. It's been worth every mile. It's been worth every trial. It's been worth every valley that we've crossed. It's been worth everything that we faced in his dear name. It'll be worth it all when we see his face. There's been many friends I've had since I started on this way. They have said, I'll go with you all the way. But they've turned and they're gone, leaving me standing all alone. But my Lord has been with me each step of the way. It's been worth every mile. Help me. It's been worth every trial. It's been worth all the valleys that we've crossed. It's been worth everything that we faced in his dear name. It'll be worth it all when we see his face. You know what? I think it's worth it right now. If there's no heaven, if there's no hell, it's been worth it. When I see what my friends and others who have not turned over to God, where I see where sin took them and what sin's done, it's worth it living for God. We don't have to wait till we get to heaven. It's worth it right now. Amen. I'm looking forward one of these days to seeing the glory, amen, that's going to be revealed. Amen. Friend, it'll be home when we get there. The saints of God from the Old Testament, they're going to be there. The saints of God from the New Testament, they'll be there. Amen. The saints of God from the church age, they'll be there. Our redeemed loved ones, it's going to be there. Friends and family. Amen. Those who were saved, they're going to be there. Oh, what a reunion. When we all get to heaven, what a day 
of rejoicing that will be. First Thessalonians talks about what's going to happen when he tells us in First Thessalonians 4 and verse number 13, I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not even as others which have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be of the Lord. Wherefore, he said, comfort one another with these words. That's comfort. That's words of comfort. Amen. As we think about, he said, don't sorrow when your loved ones die as others that don't have a hope. Thank God uh, for the times we can come and view our loved ones in the casket and we know the life they live. We know the spirit that they manifest. We don't have to sorrow as others who have no hope. Oh, consider the place when the Lord speaks about this Hamblin home. Amen. He indicates that it'll be a place free from all sorrow and all trouble. You know what we're going to do? He said, we're going to rest from our labors and our works will follow us. I'll be honest with you. It's not always easy to work for the Lord. Sometimes your labors are unappreciated. Sometimes you're misunderstood. And sometimes you give all and it's not appreciated, but God's taken record. God will not forget your labor of the Lord. Let's labor for him while we can so we can meet him in joy one day after a while. Because one of these days, our work's going to end. We'll reach that place the Bible calls of rest. We'll meet our Lord, give an account of our service to him. We'll be rewarded for the life that we have lived. Yes, behold, I show you mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed. In a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruptible, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on, Amen. One of these days it'll all take place. Amen. Often I'm, the song says, often I'm hindered on my journey, burdens so heavy almost fall. Then I hear Jesus sweetly say, heaven shall surely be worth it all. Many heartaches may hear of Paul, but the dear Lord so truly says, heaven will surely be worth it all. Toiling in pain I will endure till I shall hear the death angel call. Jesus is promised, and I'm sure that heaven will surely be worth it all. Heaven will surely be worth it all. Worth all the sorrows that here befall. After this life, with all its strife, 
heaven will surely be worth it all. You know what? I wouldn't miss it, would you? Amen. I'd never miss seeing Jesus. Never miss seeing loved ones who have gone on before. I wouldn't miss heaven for the world. Are you going to be there? Will you meet me there? Will you be missing in that crowd, or will you be there? Friend, in order to be there, the song says, you must here be cleansed from sin, have the life of Christ within. Sin can never enter there. Jesus said, if you die in your sins, you can't come where he is. But the truth of the matter is, you don't have to die in your sins. Come to Jesus. Let him save you. Let him cleanse you of all your sins. Forgive you, and you can be on your way to heaven. 